The following is a presentation of the Belly Up Sports Media Network. Aaron Rodgers is finally traded over to the Jets, and we've got the NFL draft coming up tomorrow night. We're excited about that. We've got a lot to talk about there. And the NHL playoffs are still going on. We've got quite a bit of things starting to look like they might be wrapping up. And the same with the NBA playoffs still going on. We've got a lot to talk about between both of those playoffs and so much more today on Rising to the Occasion. What is up, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Rising to the Occasion. We're excited to have you, and we're excited to get going and talk about all of this big news. We weren't able to have a show on Monday, uh, so we've got a little bit to catch up on and then some. But, you know, we always love whenever you guys are here, and we want to let everybody know if you're watching, listening, please hit that subscribe button. Help us keep on growing. Hit that like button, too, and go ahead and share it with your friends, family, on social media, wherever you feel like sharing it. Uh, And we love to give you guys a shout out whenever we can to jump in the chat. Uh, We'd love to hear you, see your comments and everything. But it's also time to give a shout out to our favorites in skincare, and that's Calder Lab, backed by a leading clinical trial where nine out of 10 men experienced better and healthier and visibly improved skin. Calder Lab has the tools to unlock your best first impression and confidence. As you age, you might notice a little more fine lines, wrinkles, and signs of aging, but it's time to take control of your skin with Calder Lab. Today, we have an exclusive offer for our audience so that you can try for yourself why so many men trust Caldera Lab for their skincare needs. You can use code RISING2 at calderalab.com for 20% off their best products. That's C-A-L-D-E-R-A-L-A-B.com for 20% off at Caldera Lab. Uh, not only do tons of men trust Caldera Lab, but all of us here on Rising to the Occasion, we trust and love Caldera Lab. been using it for quite some time. I keep on talking about this every time we bring them up as a sponsor but it really has made my skin feel and look a lot better and it's a a routine that i can get into and trust that it's working which is why i love calder lab and love to to use it every morning every every evening as before i go to bed uh so again go and get 20 percent off with code rising to that's rising to at calderalab.com that's c-a-l D-E-R-A-L-A-B.com. That's 20% off at at Calder Lab by using code RISING2. Take care of your skin and take your skin to the next level with Calder Lab. All right, it's time to bring in my co-hosts for the evening. First, we've got Jeremy and Blake in studio with us. Well, I guess Jeremy's in studio, Blake kind of virtually in studio. But we've also got a special guest with us today, guys, because we're going to be talking about the NFL draft, talk a little bit about the NFL in general. Uh, We got TJ Jones over with the State of the Saints podcast, partnered here with Belly Up. TJ, how you doing, man? Man, I'm doing okay. I appreciate you for having me and uh, looking forward to talking about the NFL. And I'm extremely excited about the NFL draft, no doubt about that. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And we got to talk about your Saints and everything kind of uh, kind of squeezing our way to, to towards them and what they're going to be able to pull out of this draft. Um, but before we do, we've got to touch on a topic that we weren't able to touch on yet, and that's Aaron Rodgers going to the Jets. We knew that this was probably going to happen. We knew it was either probably going to be Aaron Rodgers going over to the Jets or 
just simply that he wasn't going to be playing in the NFL anymore. That's kind of what it seemed like. Uh, so, I mean, Blake, we'll kind of start off with you. I know we were kind of talking about Aaron Rodgers going over there. How do you like the fit with Aaron Rodgers going to the Jets? I love it, man. Uh, I, you know, you look at the Jets' defense and and uh, just the games that they could have won last year if they would have actually had a quarterback. Uh, and and the playmakers, man, Garrett Wilson. I think he he's going to thrive with a Rod over there. I know he brings Lazard with him. Uh, I think <laughs> I think that this is a, a contender now, man. Uh, the the sky's the limit, in New York for the Jets, Josh. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I I love the fit too. I think it's it's real fun. Like you said, they do they they've they've needed a good quarterback for a long time. Now they get it. Uh, Jeremy, I know you and I were talking about it too. He's wearing number eight, and he's gonna be he's gonna be uh, having a good time over there at the Jets. I mean, it's definitely gonna be something different. I mean, Green Bay is gonna be hollowed out now that they don't have a quarterback of Aaron Rodgers. But I mean, looking off to what Aaron Rodgers is pursuing now, everyone was. Obviously, nobody really understood what Aaron Rodgers was even going to do during the offseason. Everyone was really kind of questioning about it when he won his st- quote from all his state of darkness. Yeah, and um, that was that was something I'll say the least of it. And um, but now that it's finally official and Aaron Rodgers is now going to officially be a New York Jet, I mean, I it's good. It's definitely going to be an exciting experience for the New York Jets organization. Then. Um, I even know, like what you mentioned, Blake, we talked a little bit about it earlier then. Obviously, nothing like a Super Bowl run, but even making like a division or obviously being a playoff contender, then it's definitely going to be a mm-hmm. it's definitely going to be a fun road for Aaron Rodgers. And let's see what he can bring to the Jets organization. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And TJ, I know, uh, you know, maybe maybe you would have liked him to come down to the Saints or something like that before Derek Carr coming over. But, you know, Aaron Rodgers, he uh kind of goes over there i'm assuming probably more more so because of nathaniel hackett maybe it's to follow him in the steps of brett Favre. but tj what are you what are you kind of piecing together with aaron Rodgers going over to the jets and what he's got there well jared i'm gonna say this um if you think that i would be excited to get De- uh Derek carr i mean uh, aaron Rodgers instead of Derek carr you'd be sadly mistaken because i'm not that real big of a fan of aaron Rodgers. yes he's talented Yes, he has a great skill set. Yes, he can put the ball anywhere. And yes, these wide receivers from the Jets are going to thrive. But here's the reality. This dude is a diva. And he, uh, he actually finessed hmm. his way out of Green Bay, right? Mm-hmm. The, the organization was tired of him. It seemed like he was tired of the organization. And they probably wouldn't say it, but I think they were glad about it. Because now they don't have that, you know, that thought every single season, oh, I don't know if I, 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 I can come back. I don't know what I can do. Man, this guy has been doing this for the last couple of years. And yes, the Jets are going to be better, but I still question if they're going to be able to make it to the Super Bowl. I mean, Aaron Rodgers, when Matt LaFleur was hired as the head coach, Matt LaFleur, first year, he went 13-3. and Second year, 13-3. and Two out of the last three years that he was there, they had home field advantage. And they still couldn't get the job done. And it wasn't because of the defense. The defense made stops. It was because of Aaron Rodgers. So I'm just wondering to myself, what you know, what's going to happen in New York? You don't have that the the Green Bay Packers faithful and the media throwing fluff questions at you. The New York media are sharks. So yeah. I'm just wondering That's how right. is that going to be? Mm-hmm. Like as soon as you go out there and you look disinterested, or you just throw the ball anywhere, or you're trying to you know protect your stats and your high completion percentage, they're going to call you out on it. 
And they're also going to call you out if they put all of this, you know, they, they did all these trades, they moved all these things for you, and you don't get the job done, they're going to, you know, they're going to destroy you. So yeah. I'm just wondering, like, how is he going to uh, deal with that? Because we know that Aaron Rodgers doesn't like many people talking about him. He, he gets easily offended. Mm-hmm. So I just, I'm just wondering, like, why would New York just be that great destination spot for him? But I still don't think they're going to make it all the way because I don't trust Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, yeah, it is. It is funny, like you brought up, you know, Aaron Rodgers being one of the guys, probably the biggest guy in the league, not liking the media, you know, the, the biggest uh, advocate against it. You know, really, he'll only show yep. up on, on Pat McAfee and that's about it. And he's going to go to the, the biggest media <laughs> city in, in the in the, in the, the country. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, it, it is yeah. crazy to see him going over there. Uh, but we look at what the Jets get. So the Jets get Aaron Rodgers. They also uh, get a number 15 pick and a number 170 pick. Um, but then the Packers, all they're getting in return is a number 13, a 42, and a 207. So, I mean, I, I guess I'll start off with you, Jeremy. I mean, who who do you think kind of wins this overall trade? Jets, 100%. I mean, you look at Green Bay. They, In my opinion, I'm sorry, they didn't get crap. I mean... Looking at it, I mean, looking at it now, when we were watching um, ESPN the other night, when they were talking about what each team was predicting for what they're looking for in the draft, the one thing you and I both immediately said, there's no quarterback slot in Green Bay now. I mean, I can't remember exactly what positions they were looking for, but overall, I mean, the Jets definitely did get the way better benefit of the doubt for this one. Yeah, I mean, uh, Blake, you you feel like the Jets maybe won the, won that trade too? Yeah, I do. Just because it's simply Aaron Rodgers, um, the Packers already have their quarterback. Man, it's it's Jordan Love time. They're gonna go down that road. That's obviously why they drafted him a couple of years ago. Everybody kind of scratched their head at that draft pick. And they were like, you know, why would you do that? But I think the Packers saw the writing on the wall when they yeah. made that draft pick, and they Definitely. knew this was coming. Uh, and it, you know, they couldn't avoid it. So uh, I think it's Jordan Love time. I think, the, you know, the Packers are going to be okay, man. They're they're a franchise that uh, they might go down for a couple years, but they'll be back through the draft and free agency and stuff. They'll be all right. But yeah, the, the Jets. I'm definitely going uh, with the Jets to win this one. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we we talk about college football a lot on this show, and we talk about it being cyclical. The NFL is really the same way in, in most cases, you know, where a good team isn't going to stay down for too long if they got a good uh, head office and everything. See, so, yeah, I I totally agree with you. I think I think that the Packers can bounce back. I do think that they they probably need somebody other than Jordan Love to step in. But TJ, I'm kind of getting mixed vibes from you as far as who you think uh, might have won this trade. Who do you think won the trade between the Packers uh, and the Jets here? Well, I mean, on paper, it's clearly the Jets, but I, I think that if you were to uh, put the Green Bay Packers organization under the white light and ask them seriously, like, do you feel like you lost this trade? They're going to say absolutely not. Yeah. Because, I mean, what, mm-hmm. what we alluded to, I mean, the fact that, you know, when they every single year it just seems like, oh, I don't know if I'm coming back or even with this ultimatum, right? It was it was Jets or retirement. So. Maybe mm-hmm. they got a little bit nervous. They panicked a little bit and like, well, let's just try to send him to the Jets because if he retires, we get absolutely nothing. So yeah. maybe it was that. But the Jets clearly won, but I don't think the Green Bay Packers are going to lose any sleep because I think in the back of their minds, they're, they're probably pretty happy that they can finally move on with Jordan Love and 
and try to build this uh, organization uh, up, you know, through the draft like they've done in years past. Yeah, yeah, and I think that kind of goes along with what what Blake's saying there. You know, they they kind of knew that this was the writing on the wall. They kind of knew that this was going to be happening. Something, not only that, but like like you brought up, you know, they kept on kind of having this drama of is he retiring this year, uh, and they just didn't know, and they had to kind of wait. And the whole fan base. So yeah, I mean, I I totally think Green Bay. Uh, personally, I'm I'm looking at it, and and I totally agree with where you guys are coming from. I think I think the Jets, like you said, TJ, maybe on paper, I think the Jets win uh, just because they get Aaron Rodgers. But ultimately, I, I'm I'm looking at this trade, and I kind of think that the Jets lost because they're getting Aaron Rodgers. Uh, and Blake, you and I were talking before the show. I think they get Aaron Rodgers, and that's a great win for them, but only for maybe one or two mm-hmm. seasons. So I mean, how long how long term is this for the Jets? Uh, maybe they're able to get somebody in the draft to be able to to come up and and maybe kind of be taught and kind of uh, you know be mentored by Aaron Rodgers or maybe they they do that with Zach Wilson maybe they still got some faith in him yeah. and uh, so whatever the case may be there maybe maybe they still win by using the knowledge and the skill set that Aaron Rodgers has to teach their next quarterback but personally I'm thinking kind of what what you're leaning towards there uh, TJ that I really feel like the Packers do win this because I think they've got a good front office. I think they've got a good head coach, uh, and and the rest of their team. I think I'm, I'm looking at the rest of their team and thinking that they've got a pretty solid team. Uh, you know, they've they've still got uh, Aaron Aaron Jones and uh, uh, Dylan in, in the backfield. So I mean, they've they've got a couple good uh, running backs there. I do think they need some wide receivers to maybe fill in, uh, especially after losing Alan Lazard. Uh, so I mean, you. you kind of look at everything that the Packers have. I think that their office, their front office is good enough where I think ultimately I'm picking the Packers. I think they end up kind of winning this trade overall in the long term, just because I don't know how much long term the Jets really get out of this. Mm-hmm. But I, I well, totally agree with you guys. I, will say, I, will, I, yeah. I do want to say this. Um, you you got to also understand it's a copycat lead. You, you, you alluded to the Jets having him one to two years, but what other team that struggled got a quarterback for two to three years and ended up winning a Super Bowl in the process, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Once again, it's a copycat league. If I can give up all this to get Aaron Rodgers, and if we have him for one or two years, maybe those one or two years will land us in the Super Bowl. We've seen it with Tom Brady, right? Why not do it again? You know, two legendary quarterbacks there. So, I mean, I'm pretty sure they looked at Tampa Bay and that probably crossed their mind. Yeah, yeah, that is a, an excellent point. That's yeah, and I, I wasn't even thinking about kind of the, the similarities there too. So mm-hmm. I like that you brought that up. Uh, and Dana G in, in the chat, he says, "I look at it like this: if Rodgers doesn't bring the Jets a Super Bowl and retire within two years, then it's a win for the Packers." And that's kind of the same thing I'm thinking. Yep. You know, I I think that this is a win for the Jets if they can get that Super Bowl out of him, but. Uh, you know, it's. I just don't know if it's really a win for the Jets if they don't get that Super Bowl, unless they, unless that that uh, mentorship does end up working out uh, for Aaron Rodgers, kind of teaching whoever that next quarterback is, whether it be Zach Wilson or somebody else. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, I mean, I, I definitely kind of see this kind of leaning both ways, depending on I, really if Aaron Rodgers does bring that Super Bowl, like you said, if if uh, Tom Brady that that Tom Brady situation does happen to the Jets, um, but again kind of leaning towards uh, the, uh, leaning back towards the, the the media side of it man i mean i just don't know uh with that media are they going to kind of tear up uh, aaron Rodgers and get uh, get under his skin like you said i think he does let things get under his skin a little bit like that so 
he's he's a veteran though so is he going to be able to kind of stay in there is he going to be able to kind of keep his cool and and just focus on the team and what's at hand Uh, and i think i think aaron's still got a lot of competitiveness in him i think he's he's willing to go in there and put in the work and and do that hard work to make sure that he's he's set and that he's he's helping his team too but let's go ahead and jump on Yeah, yeah blake uh, I just wanted to throw this in here about the New York media, man. So obviously I'm a Yankees fan, right? Um, and and this is just how bad it is, all right? Aaron Judge has a historical year last year, all right? If you're wondering about New York media, all I right? know he goes on my college football he, games about it. Aaron, <laughs> yeah, man. So like they get in the playoffs, right? And Judge hits like 188 in the playoffs, all right? Uh, he struggles at the plate. They get swept by the Astros, and they're booing him. All right, they're booing the entire team, and it eventually led to him thinking about possibly going to the San Francisco Giants in the off season. So, the the New York fans and the media will eat you alive if you don't perform on the big stage. So, uh, I, I do agree with TJ and and. Uh, the little bit of diva that Aaron Rodgers brings, and how is he going to react to the media? Yeah, yeah, and I think I think some of that might be blown out of proportion with the way he acts. But the more and more that I see him, I I totally understand where people are coming from. I think a lot of people are starting to kind of hate mm-hmm. that that diva in in Aaron. You know, and I I think earlier in his career, I think I I liked the diva in him because it was, he did it the right way, but I feel like he is kind of stretching a little too far. But, yeah, I totally agree with you. I mean, I think that New York media could get a hold of him, and maybe not even him, too. I think he can handle the media just fine, but is the rest of the team going to be able to handle that media with Aaron Rodgers getting all, all of this attention now? So, I mean, I, I think that's definitely mm. something uh, to think about. But uh, kind of looking over there at the chat, TJ, you must be bringing in a lot of your fans over over to watch watch with us. Cause I'm seeing a lot of a lot of people looking for you in in the chat and everything. But uh, Jerry G, he's in the right place and he, uh, he he's saying that he's here. So we appreciate you joining in, man. Um, but let's go it. on to the NFL draft. Kind of jumping over there. Uh, we'll, we'll start off. It's it's tomorrow night, so it's almost here. I will say I'm not as excited about the NFL draft because I don't see certain players that I, I, I really want to follow their career too much. Uh, there's a lot of talent, and that's the exciting thing about the draft, and it's always exciting for that. Um, but personally, for me, because I don't see a guy that I want to follow his career, but it still is an exciting draft, and we've got a lot of big-time talent going into this draft uh, that you know you, you look all around. We're going to start off, uh, you know, TJ, I'll kick it over to you. Who's going number one in this draft with the Panthers at number one for that number one pick? Bryce Young is going to go number one. Um, I've heard that, you know, from a couple Carolina Panther media members. I just put that out there. Um, so I think he's going number one. I think that, you know, he checks all the boxes. I, I think he has the arm talent. I think he has the skill set. And it's just funny to me, like, how they're just trying to force this guy not to be number one. This guy's clearly the best quarterback in this draft. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And, you know, everybody's talking about his height and his measurables and stuff like that. But here's a few things that you just can't measure. You can't measure heart. You can't measure, you know, you can't measure determination. And this this guy is the most skilled quarterback in his draft. So I think he should go number one. He deserves to go number one. And I think the Carolina Panthers uh, are going to oblige. I mean, you don't move up all the way to number one and give up what they have given up for you not to get the best possible and this guy is the best possible miss me with will levis 
Missed me with Anthony Richardson, mm. you know, great upside mm. for Richardson. But this guy won the 2021 Heisman Trophy, and he played really well this past season. So Bryce Young should be the number one pick. Yeah, I mean, he's he's. I agree with you. I think he deserves it the most out of anyone. Uh, it's Absolutely. just whether the the NFL scouts think the same. And I, I, I've I've been saying I think Bryce Young all the way, uh, no matter who it was. I felt like somebody was going to work their way to get Bryce there at number one. I know it was going to be the Texans there for a little while that we thought might might be able to steal him. Whatever the case may be, but I I, I totally agree with you on that. But Blake, I know you're you're more of a Panthers fan, right? So I mean. Who, who's your Panthers going to be taking at that number one spot? Do you, you think it's going to be Bryce Young, or you think they're going to screw up and take the wrong pick? Man, I listened uh, I listened to, to one of the greatest to ever do it, Mr. Cameron Newton, today, and he said that if he was the Panthers' owner and general manager, it would be Bryce Young, and I agree 100%. Please, whatever you do, do not draft Will Levis. I don't think that'll happen. I was on, <laughs> but man, I was. I look, Thank you. Look, look, look. You. I was on Twitter. I was on Twitter yesterday, and apparently his name had been running through the halls and everything, and and there was some talk about pushing him to number one. Look, if you're not going to take Bryce Young, you take C.J. Stroud. Mm-hmm. All right. Because I'll tell you this, all right, I don't care about a test or whatever or whatever he scored on on. I don't care. All oh, right, that was, man, I watched that was him. Silly I watched stuff. him carve up. I watched him carve up the best college football defense in the playoffs. Facts. All right, C.J. Stroud did that to Georgia. All right, so if you're not going to take Bryce Young, you take C.J. All this Will Levis stuff. And and look, if you take Anthony Richardson, he's he's a project, man. He's so raw, and you saw that at Florida. Uh, he's just he's got some years to develop, man. He's just not there yet to be taken at number one. But Bryce Young, man, obviously I'm an Auburn fan. I watched Bryce for two years, uh, and and I'll tell you something. He had a 97 yard drive against Auburn two years ago that kept Alabama in the college football playoffs. And he did it with no timeouts, all right? He went 97 yards in, in a little over a minute. And you watch the throw You watch the throw to the corner of the end zone, man, to Ja'Cory Brooks, and he just makes throws. Man, I, I, I really haven't seen that in college football. He drops it in a bucket, man. And then he's Houdini in the pocket. Like these dudes, these dudes, you know, they, they're coming off the edge and he steps up, he feels the pressure. He's got the clock. I just, I can't see him not going number one. And if the Panthers somehow mess this up, man, like I, I don't, I don't know if I can continue to sit there and watch, like you already messed up. You had your, you had your prime years with Cam and you wouldn't get him an offensive line. You wouldn't get him any receivers and, Somehow he took you to the Super Bowl with the defense they had with Keekley and and you squandered that opportunity that yeah. you had, and you know and now you're thinking about taking Will Levis at number one. Get out of here, man! It's Bryce Young. It. And I think the Will Levis talk. I think that's just all rumors. You know, I think it's just to get other teams scared or something. I don't. I don't. It I don't know be. what. I don't. I don't know yeah. what that talk is because I don't see what people see. What what any scout could see in a Will Levis. Um, but I don't, I don't know. I'm just, I, I don't think that there's, that there's a chance that he's going number one. 
I, I Josh, just I don't see a, Josh, a, a scenario. Let l- l- let me throw this in there. All right, like Will Levis also played in the best in the best conference in college football, right? Yeah. All right, go look at his go look at his tape against Georgia. All right, go look at his tape. Anytime they played elite defenses, I think he threw for like 170 yards against Georgia. All right, he's Which he's in, not that dude, man. In, he in he had four turnovers against Ole Miss, and they're not even a good defense. Like he's just he's not that guy. Yeah, to, today's. Uh, really today's football in general you can take college or nfl you know if you're if you're under 200 250 that's not a good game for 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 a quarterback you know so i mean you you got there there's certain games where that's going to be there's going to be a a, a different scenario you know where you got more of a running game maybe the weather's uh permitting but yeah no i I totally agree with you i don't see it there I, i don't think the panthers could go wrong whether they pick bryce young or cj um, but I, of course, personally, I, I agree with you guys. I like Bryce Young the most. Um, but Jeremy, we might all like Bryce Young the most. But who do you think is going to be going number one overall to the Panthers? I'm not going to be that odd guy, but I mean, how can you really not want to pick Bryce Young as number one? I mean, as all you guys, TJ, Blake, Josh, you guys all said everything spot on. I mean, just looking at him, I mean, he's an overall phenomenal athlete. I mean, what else more can you really say? His his ability is unbelievable, as every scout I've seen. Then, if Carolina messes this up, Blake, you really need to do some considerations on looking into a Bengals jersey. I mean, <laughs> I mean, you wouldn't look good in Snow Joey White. D. I mean, Joey we, D. I got a nice Bengals jersey up here for you. I'll let it. I'll let you wear it. I mean, but back yeah, to the man. realistics. I mean, Bryce Young, QB one. Yeah. Overall number one draft. Pick. Yeah, I think, like I said, I think I think you guys are hitting a spot on. I think he's the most deserving. I don't know how you can give it to anyone else. Like I said, other than maybe CJ, I yeah. think CJ's right up there with him. I feel I feel like that's a tough competition between the two. I just look at the longevity and the and the the overall IQ of Bryce Young compared to CJ. I think. Bryce Young beats him out in that, that football IQ. Uh, and that's incredibly important for a quarterback position. You might be able to get away with uh, a football IQ maybe at a, at a running back position or even even if you want to take maybe a tight end or wide receiver, maybe maybe you can get away with it a little bit. But at a, at a quarterback position, that is absolutely number one that you need. And I think, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I, I think Bryce is more elusive, although I think CJ has not shown the extent of how elusive he truly can be. Uh, I think he's been keeping that tucked to his chest a little more uh, than we realize. And I also think Ohio State was maybe keeping him in the pocket a little more than what they should have. Um, but Because I think CJ is, is way more elusive than what he showed in college. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, either of those two. The only the only other quarterback that I'll throw in the mix, We I, I think you brought him up, uh, Blake. But I mean, uh, with, with Anthony Richardson, that's the only other quarterback that I see being brought up that I think they've strayed away from Anthony Richardson, but that's the only other quarterback that I can see maybe going up there at number one that I think would just be a mistake. I just don't see it in the guy. I don't see I don't see the accuracy, the poise, the the IQ to be able to score it. Like we mentioned before, and I've I'll mention this every time, it took him what, four games to score to score throwing a passing touchdown last year. Mm-hmm. I mean that's that that's sad. I mean and then, then you're gonna try to say that this guy's got an arm that can compete in the NFL against great defenses uh you know every week you know so i mean i just i don't see anthony richardson i don't see will levis uh really i feel like the number two uh, the number number one and two have to be cj and bryce young uh 
I feel like that's pretty much how you got to go with it. But other other than the, the number one pick, we've got uh, – I'm going to jump down to the number four pick just because that's another one that I think is really interesting. And I know it all kind of depends on how everything plays out. But, uh, you know, TJ, who do you think the Colts are going to be, be able to take there at number four? I think they're going to take Will Levis. Um, you know, I, I think about the owner, Jim Ursay. You know, Jim Ursay's personality. The biggest issue that he had with Carson Wentz uh, when he didn't want Carson Wentz to come back was, you know, Carson Wentz's personality. Um, you know, I, I've, he felt like he lacked confidence. Will Levis doesn't have that issue. You know, he, he has that arm talent. Uh, you know, he has that social media thing going for him, Logan Paul style, you know get everybody all hyped up and excited about. <laughs> so I, I think that he kind of, look, Jim Irsay wants to win, but he wants to put some behinds in seats too. I mean, yeah. why would you go and get Jeff Saturday from ESPN who has never coached a professional game <laughs> and be an interim coach? Mm-hmm. So Amen. a part of him likes has a little bit of a showmanship, you know? So I think he's going to go with Will Levis. Uh, Will Levis' confidence, I think that draws you in. Um, and I, I just think that all of these Little videos that he's putting out, you know, throwing a football, you know, hitting the bottom of the goalpost 50 yards back and, you know, doing all these crazy things with the football, I think it's going to uh, impress Jim Irsay. So I, I got Will Levis going number four. Yes, I mean, it's it's shocking, you know, that we, we still talk about this because, Jeremy, I mean, we got Gardner Minshew just got traded over to the Colts. You think they stick with Gardner and and trust him? And, you know, not only that, but I'm pretty sure uh, they still have Sam Ellinger on the, on the bench, too. So, you know, do they, do they stick with what they've got there in the QB room or do they go after another position? It's honestly a coin flip. Like, you can go really either way with this situation. Like, it really just comes down to how much trust and um, – what do I want to say? How much they really think on the strong point of everything. But, like, in my mind, I, I really can't give you a definite answer. Like, it's honestly, like, it's it's a it's a really a big hit or miss option. I mean, I really – that's all I can really say. I'm not really even sure, to be honest with you. I mean, yeah, yeah, and I, I feel like, personally, I'm not going to put my, my trust in Gardner Minshew. I think we've seen what he can do, and I think we've pretty much seen – his ceiling in the in the NFL personally I think yeah. I think he has some improvement that he could do but I think we've seen the good Gardner Minshew I think that was pretty much his his ceiling but Blake do you think Will Levis is a good fit for the Colts do you think maybe that's that's a good fit for him to go down at number four TJ hit it on the head Josh uh he he fits their owner man and and I'll be honest with you everything he stands for so uh I don't man Will Levis, look, the last guy to do all the, the, the Twitter videos and the social media stuff, uh, that was uh, Zach Wilson. And look where Zach Wilson's at now. You know, so I, I don't care to watch your pro day and you running around in spandex and spinning in a circle and throwing the ball 70 yards because that's not how it goes down in the NFL on Sundays. All right. Uh, I, I like to I like to look at tape, man. I like to watch the film and I just – I do think they take Will Levis. I do uh, because it's like TJ said, man, he fits Ursay and, and, and that's what Ursay wants and that's what he's going to get. And uh, Gardner Minshew isn't that guy, man. He, he's just, uh, you saw it with the Eagles at the end of the year and, and uh, just how it fell off with until Jalen come back and everything. So I, I think they definitely have to go quarterback and, and I do, I agree with TJ and they take Will Levis. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I I think that's 
probably what it looks like is, is shaping out. I mean, uh, again, I'm going to throw Anthony Richardson in there. I think it kind of depends on what's going on <clears throat> in those top three picks. And also, we'll, we'll get to some trades that could possibly happen to possibly jumble a lot of this up uh, and, and maybe even totally change the the, the face of, of what the draft is even looking like it's going to be right now. Um, but, you know, I, I, I think we'll – We'll, we'll possibly see an Anthony Richardson or or Will Levis go there at, at, at number four to the Colts. I, I do lean with you guys. I think Will Levis fits the, the 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 overall picture of what the Colts are looking for. I think he fits uh, just you know like like you guys brought up too, Jim Irsay. I think that that's a good point you guys bring up that that's just kind of the kind of guy that he's going to go for uh, and, and so much more. So I mean, I do think it's going to be Will Levis there at number four, um, a quarterback that I wish would get a little bit more respect. Uh, there, there's a few other teams I'd like to see him go to, but let, let's be honest. I think Hendon Hooker deserves a lot more respect. I know that he's coming off that injury, Ooh. but Hendon Hooker deserves to be that number three. I think he's he's only number three because of that injury, but I think Hendon Hooker deserves deserves to be that number three quarterback in this draft, uh, just because he's just his. Again, we we look at Bryce Young and what we liked about Bryce Young. I think you can say a lot of the same things about Hendon Hooker. His uh-huh. his football IQ, whatever Josh Heupel did to him in the, in that last offseason before his his uh, senior year, he improved so much in and just his vision and. Uh, he's one of those guys that you don't see him make a bad, a bad decision. He he doesn't make mistakes very often. So I feel like that's a guy that needs to be talked about. I don't know if that's maybe something that uh, everybody's kind of keeping under their sleeve, maybe a card that they're going to pull out of that sleeve on draft day and pull it out and show you. Um, but I think Hendon Hooker's got to be in that talk. But I want to talk more about the NFL draft here in just a minute. But first, we've got to bring up our sponsors over at SeatGeek. SeatGeek is our official partner uh you know for as far as trying to get tickets because there's no better way to get tickets than using SeatGeek. you can go to seatgeek.com and use code r2to for 20 dollars off your first purchase SeatGeek is absolutely my favorite place to find tickets whether it be to a football game uh, or any sporting event uh, or even just recently i was trying to look up some concert tickets thing I love about SeatGeek, I open up the app and I search in there. You can see an entire layout of the the arena that you're going to. And you can even zoom in to see exactly what row and what side of the row it's going to be on. And not only that, another another addition for SeatGeek that makes it so fun and so easy to use is that they help you out to recognize a good deal. They've got a color code, but whether it be green, yellow, or red, green being the best deals, you can click on those, knowing that you're getting a good deal for whatever seat you're in. SeatGeek is absolutely the easiest one. My favorite uh, my favorite way to purchase tickets, so I absolutely recommend you guys going over and checking out SeatGeek. You can get $20 off by using code R2TO on your first purchase at SeatGeek. So go to SeatGeek.com or use the SeatGeek app and use code R2TO at checkout for $20 off your first purchase there. Uh, again, you can go to just about any event, whether it be a, a concert or a show or uh, a sporting event. Go check them out at SeatGeek.com or download the app and use code R2TO for that $20 off. That is basically taking care of some fees for you right there. So uh, a, a huge partner of, of our show uh, and one of my favorite ways to get tickets. But let's kind of move on. I talked about some of these trades that could happen that could really change the face of the draft and really change a lot about what's going on in this draft. We've got the cards. The Cardinals have a decision to make here. Uh, so they've got Kyler Murray on a big contract. I feel like they're going to have to stick with him at least a year or two unless they can find a good trade for him. But we do have D-Hop on the trade block. 
a lot of teams are looking at him. Uh, you know, TJ, I'm, I'm going to kick it over to you first. What do you see the cards doing with D Hop, uh, and, and maybe what would your move be with D Hop? Maybe to get your best move, uh, do you do you do it before the draft and try to do that, or do you? We're hearing rumors of, of cutting him. What, what's your move with with D Hop, and what what you're going to do with him, and maybe to set him up and set yourself up in the best position? Well, I mean, you you want to make sure that you get as much back as you possibly can for a talent like DeAndre Hopkins. Uh, I can I can see them using him as a trade bait, um, you know, but I think it will probably be like after after the draft, you know, but I look I look at I look at what the Arizona Cardinals actually have, you know, the third pick in the draft. You you talked about Colin Murray. Um, you're definitely going to stick with him. I, I think they're going to end up getting Will Anderson. You know, I think that he, he has that, mm. that good fit. I know there's been rumors about the Houston Texans going after him, you know, D'Amico Ryan's being a defensive-minded coach, but I can see them rolling with Will Anderson. Um, I, I think that they're going to try to shop around DeAndre Hopkins, of course, but I just think that teams are probably going to wait for them to try to release him in order for them to try to attain him. So um, I don't, <laughs> I, I just can't see a scenario um in which uh, they they do it during the draft, even though I, I think they're going to hold on to them in a little bit afterwards, try to see if they can shop them around. But I think inevitably they're going to end up uh, letting them go and saying somebody's and he's going to be able to choose wherever he just you know wants to go, which he deserves. You know, I mean, it, it, yeah. the fact that we're talking about DeAndre Hopkins after the trash that has thrown him the ball throughout his career is a testament to his greatness. So. Yeah. For the first time, he he should be able to go where he wants to go, where he can finish out his career, possibly win a championship, Mm -hmm. and also, you know, add to his stats, you know, and and also build on an already beautiful and wonderful uh, legendary career. But he deserves it, man. I mean. They don't call him no drop hop for no reason. Rock Osweiler. I mean, come on. The fact (laughs) Mm -hmm. that we're talking about this guy right now, I'm telling you, is a testament to his greatness. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, and I, I feel like you're right. I think he deserves that respect. But uh, Blake, do you think you maybe use use him for a little bit of an advantage there in the draft? Maybe trying to get an extra pick somewhere in there. Personally, I don't think you can get a first round out of him right now, um, but you can definitely get maybe a second round uh, and and pro- probably a third round thrown in there with it. Uh, what are you What are you doing with D Hop if you're the Cardinals right now? Uh, I'm right here with TJ once again, man. I think you got to take the best player on the board uh, that's available, and and uh, Will Anderson is that dude. I think I think the Kyler Murray situation, man. Whatever is going down with him, uh, look, he's he's got to get it together. But I'll be honest with you, man. I don't think Kyler Murray was the problem. No. All right. I know. I know he caught a lot of the heat, but I think his head coach Cliff Kingsbury was the problem. All right. I, I, I know some people might disagree with that, but the dude's just not an NFL head coach, period. I don't think that system works in the NFL, and uh, I, I think it was just going down a bad, bad road. Uh, and so uh, I think they, you know, they're going to stick with Kyler. Uh, I think they go defense uh, in, in, their, in their number three overall pick. And D-Hop, man, you know, go to, go to somebody that can – Go to somebody that can win you a chip, man. Like, uh, I'm sick of seeing you on trash, man. And and 
Uh, I look around the league and and you know, TJ, let me ask you this: where where is a spot that D Hop could potentially go? Where if you were if you were D Hop, where would you go? Well, if I was him, San Francisco would be a spot that I would want to go to. Not the fact that you mm-hmm. had Brock Purdy throwing you the football. It's just the fact that Kyle Shanahan is one of the smartest offensive minds in football, and he's going to find a way to get mm-hmm. you the football. Um, another place uh, I can see him going is the Atlanta Falcons. I can see them uh, you know, getting mm-hmm. him and adding him on. Um, even though uh, with that pick, I think they're going to go after J- uh, Jackson, Smith, and Jigba. But if they don't, I can see DeAndre Hopkins uh, going to Atlanta uh, and – I can I can also see him in New England, but the only issue that I have with New England is you can't dangle that carrot like you can win a championship anymore. Like you know, I mean, you've had some struggling seasons, yeah. and um, you know, you 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 don't have Tom Brady anymore. There's some, you know, you don't know if you want to go with Zappy or you're going to go with Mac Jones. You know, but that would be a good spot for him. I mean, he'll be able to get the football, and you know, but I think at this particular point. I mean, you look at this guy's career. I mean, you, you're going for legacy right now. You, you, you get, you're tired of trying to catch passes and passes that should be right here, right here between the numbers, and the you got to make all these acrobatic catches and making it harder for what it is. The guy deserves uh, to go somewhere where he can get the football and also, you know, be able to try for a championship. But those, those are a few teams that I can see, you know, him going to, especially the 49ers and uh, if – the Falcons don't get a wide receiver. I can see them going to Atlanta as well. Yeah. So, so hear me out. Uh, this is this is something that I was kind of playing around with, and then uh, it, it was funny because I think uh, Crane and Company even kind of. I think Jake brought brought up a very similar situation today. Uh, but I, I was thinking along the lines of of what the Texans are able to do. I don't know if they just go ahead and stick with uh, getting a quarterback in the draft, or if you know, even if they're able to maybe make a trade for another quarterback, uh, another another guy that's out there that I don't really know what's happening with is, is Lamar. I think that's what Jake brought up was Lamar going over the Texans could be could be a, a possibility, and if they're able to get D Hop over there. D hop and Lamar would be dangerous or even let's just say the Texans go ahead and get themselves a good quarterback in this draft let's say that they pick up CJ or uh, Bryce Young whoever it is and D hop is able to go over there and help that young quarterback out in that first league I think the Texans are another one which would be funny to see him going back to it uh, you know kind of pulling a repeat but he's got a new organization basically now because he's got uh, he's got uh, 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 you just said their head coach's name too and I'm, I'm trying to blink D'Amico Ryan's. D'Amico yeah, D'Amico Ryan's. Ryan's. Uh, so, you know, so, so yeah. D'Amico being the head coach now, uh, so you don't have the same coaching staff. And, and th- there's a lot of, of new faces on that team. And a lot of the issues that he would have had with that organization in the past are pretty much gone. Uh, and so I think that's, I, I, I personally like that fit a lot, being able to go back to the Texans, which I think the Texans have a lot of respect for him and rightfully so. And so they would love to see him back. That's another team that I'm kind of throwing out there as a, as a possible team for D hop to go to um but i guess jeremy do you think that josh Josh, yeah that's not out the realm of possibility i just wanted to say that i mean he never had an issue with the houston texans it was bill o'brien yeah you know bill o'brien was the biggest issue that was definitely yeah he he loved playing for houston for i mean for everybody that i've i've talked to or heard he he want he wanted to be there and he loved being there he just didn't like bill o'brien the relationship between those two was was uh toxic so 
Yeah, and I think Definitely. Bill O'Brien's the reason why it's going to be hard for him to make it to the Pats as well. I think I think he could be convinced, uh, and, I, and I think they could get him over there. But like you said, you don't really have that carrot that you're able to dangle because you don't have a quarterback to, that's set in stone. Mm-hmm. Um, the only thing you have is Bill Belichick, who, let's be honest, really hasn't done a whole lot without Tom Brady. Uh, so, you know, how much yeah. do the Pats really have to be able to dangle in front of him to pull over with Bill O'Brien on that coaching staff? I don't know. Maybe they've maybe they've made up to each other and they've they've, you know, kind of put that in the past, uh, you know, and maybe they're they're both just striving for for a chip now, uh, whatever the case may be. But, Jeremy, do you think do you think the cards utilize him and, and, and try to get something more maybe to add to their offense? Let's be honest. I think they need an offensive line, too. But uh, or do you think they just need to focus on the defense, especially with Buda Baker kind of looking like he wants out? I mean, I speaking from my personal perspective, being on the defensive side of the ball, I mean, I'm always kind of in the point where I focus on the defensive perspective. I mean, like you mentioned, Josh, Buda Baker wants out, then that's definitely going to make a big significant difference on their defensive side. I mean, you look at Buda Baker's reputation, what he's all done. I mean, what else more can you say outside of his name, Buda Baker? Yeah. I mean, look at what he did with <laughs> every team that he's been encountered with. I mean, you every time you always see in the defensive back, Buda Baker this, Buda Baker that. I mean, what else more can you say? If you lose Buda Baker out to the out to the stipulation, I mean, you really definitely need to be considering something along the defensive line for a substitution for him. Yeah, Buddha's Buddha's been known. He's just so fast and so talented that he's been known. You know, everyone everyone he goes against, mm-hmm. you're hearing his name called every game. I think exactly. that's big. So, I, I definitely think with that with that uh, number three pick, they definitely need to pick up. I like like you said, I like Will Anderson going there. I think that's that'd be huge, especially after losing JJ. Um, but you know, I think the Cards have a lot to be thinking about coming up on draft day and also uh, kind of coming up on kind of the, the trade deadline with what they're going to do with maybe some of the other pieces around another name that I heard kind of coming into the end of the talks, uh, you know, of trades is Derrick Henry. I think Derrick Henry over the cards could be very helpful on that offense. Uh, I mean, let's be honest. I don't think they have a solid back, uh, you know, to, to really look at, but Derrick Henry, if they're able to get some, some way to, to put Derrick Henry over there on the cards, I think that could be dangerous. I think that could be very helpful. But they still, honestly, I think they still need an offensive line. Mm-hmm. Um, but when you got Derrick Henry, do you, even, do you even need an offensive line? Or do you just run him up the middle every time anyways? Uh, so, I mean... <laughs> I don't know. I think there's a lot of other options. I think the bigger the bigger uh, talks are possibly Derrick Henry trying to work his way into Philly if that was if that's a, a trade opportunity. Um, but you know, Derrick Henry's another another name on that block. I think there's a lot of trades and stuff that could could really kind of twist it up. You know, like I said before, I think Lamar still kind of being in that that area where we don't really know what's going on there. Uh, you know, I haven't really heard a whole lot of stories about what's going on behind the scenes. I know they got OBJ, or is he just going to stick it there with with OBJ? BJ and try to try to fight for for one more year what's going to go on there but uh you know there's there's a lot of things that can happen with this draft between the trades and the draft picks uh will leverson Lever, uh, will leverson going number one uh to the panthers is still on the table uh so we'll have to see what's going on what's going on there you know the, the big thing too i know blake you mentioned this earlier with with cj Stroud. i think the the rumors about him, you know, with his draft stock going down. For one, I think that was all rumors based on a Reddit post. Mm-hmm. Uh, for two, like I think you you touched on this too, is that it's just silly to even be talking about this test uh, being being something that could even hurt I his know. draft stock at all. 
Get out, yeah, get out of here, bro. Like, I'm so sick of hearing about it. Like, <laughs> look, I don't even, I, I don't even like well, the combine and everything. Like, bro, I, I, I want to see you live in action. All right, and I, and I saw him live in action against the best defense in college football. All right, hey, the, Georgia, it's it's unmatched, man. And he diced them up. They lost because their field goal kicker uh, shanked one. Yeah, I mean into the different stratosphere and he went for the wrong field goal in the wrong stadium (laughs) yeah man it's i don't want to hear about this i don't want to hear about this test or whatever i think one thing that that you know might keep cj from going number one is possibly uh, the ohio state uh quarterbacks that have come out before him well that's that's Uh, also another thing that i think is just kind of bogus i think you you can't really can't really judge him based on past quarterbacks you know but yeah yeah i know but that they all look at it and and dude those gms they're they're weird man i'm telling you they look at it and they're like well braxton miller and i'm like man braxton he wasn't a quarterback you know like that he was just a freak athlete that played quarterback at ohio state all right Mm -hmm. uh and i i think i think Dwayne just got a, a terrible end of the deal and what he was put in uh, in Washington, I'm I'm sorry, but that was a shit situation. Uh, and and uh, you know, poor Justin Fields, man, they're gonna kill him in Chicago. I mean, he's got middle schoolers blocking for him. I mean, yeah. he he literally has less than a second when he snaps the football, and he's getting beat to sleep back there. The only time they score is when he he's so damn athletic, he breaks off a a 76 yard run to the house and. Uh, they finally get him a little help with DJ Moore. Uh, you know, I, that's why I was kind of hoping uh, D Hop could end up in Chicago to to see Justin have a you know another weapon and and just get the man some help, dude. Like, yeah, definitely. I, I'll be honest with you, I, it's hard watching the Bears play because the kid just gets beat to sleep <laughs> over and over and over again. If he's not running for you know 80, 80 yards every play, then it's it just seems like it's a disaster. It's up sad, there. man. But now that they got Claypool and they got they got uh, DJ Moore, maybe in this draft they can try to get another another wide receiver, something to add to to that. But uh, TJ, I, I think it'd be it'd be wrong of us to be talking about the NFL draft and not bring up your Saints. Uh, who do you want from the from the NFL draft as a Saints fan? Who do you want the, the Saints to draft? Uh, but then also, who do you think the Saints are going to end up uh, getting down there in the, in the draft? Well, my number one uh, pick would be Nolan Smith out of Georgia. Um, I just think that oh. the Saints need to get a little bit more athletic on the defensive line. Uh, his ability like to be that. able to get to the quarterback. Um, I, I think that he has room to, uh, you know, build more muscle and he can be an elite pass rusher. Um also, uh, another person would be Kalaja Kansi, uh, the defensive tackle uh, out of Pittsburgh. Uh, that's, an, that's another guy who is extremely athletic. He was number one <clears throat> among defensive tackles, um, you know, at, at the combine. I mean, his athletic ability, uh, his skill set, you know, is absolutely amazing. Um, some people, like, kind of shy away from him because of his height. He's 6'1", 281 pounds. Uh, but, I mean, people are comparing him to Aaron Donald. I don't see it. I see more John Randall than Aaron Donald. Um, you know, the, his, his size, uh, his high motor, um, his ability to be able to uh, help in a run game and also help, you know, when it comes to the pass rush. 
So those are two guys that that I will look at uh, realistically. Um, the Saints have been really high on Kalijah Kansi. I can see a scenario in which they try to move up to try to acquire him based on how the draft goes. Um, mm. You know, I can see them uh, actually adding him. I think that that is probably more than likely uh, going to be their first choice. Their second choice probably will be Darnell Washington, the tight end out of Georgia. Uh, the Saints, uh, they need help at the tight end position. You know, they they have not been lights out. I mean, you had a little bit of Jared Cook, you know, when he came in, but they haven't really had a, a really good tight end since Jimmy Graham. And uh, you look at mm-hmm. Derek Carr, I mean, who was his number one guy out there in Las Vegas before yep. uh, before Adams got there? It was Darren Waller. Darren Waller, six foot seven. Darnell Washington, six foot seven. <laughs> Darren yeah. Waller, 250 pounds. Darnell Washington, 260 pounds. I mean, so both extremely athletic guys, and they can help you uh, in the red zone and also be able to uh, move the chains on third down. So yeah. those are two guys I think the Saints will look at. Um, you don't go out here and try to do everything you can get, uh, try to get Derek Carr um, and not try to put things around him or try to accommodate him in certain ways. And we know that uh, he, he would love to have a tight end in the middle of the field. He can just, you know, throw the ball to and he can count on to come down with it. So those are two guys, Kalaja Kansi and Darnell Washington. I feel the Saints will be looking at in round one. Yeah, I mean, you're, you're naming off Georgia players and there's never never anything wrong with going to Georgia to find some talent. No, uh, you, know, you, you, know, you, you, you look over they at Georgia it. and what, what Kirby Smart's doing, I, I don't doubt one bit that he's going to be able to put those guys in the NFL and be able to do something. I do like Darnell Washington a lot, though. I think that's, that's the one I'm looking at for the Saints. I think that's a really good pick. But, uh, I, I mean, I, I agree with you on the defensive side, too, trying to put somebody as a good pass rusher over there. I, I like that I like that thought process as well, go, especially going I, – I, you, you think about it, the defense wins championships. So, I mean, uh-huh. that's that's what you've got to aim towards. And Georgia's a, play, a great place to find defensive ends, too. Um, but, you know, and, and, and kind of going going over that, that route. But, TJ, uh, it, it was great having you on, man. I appreciate you talking about the draft with us, talking about Aaron Rodgers a little bit, too. Um, but before you head out, uh, can you tell everybody, all of our listeners, where to find your stuff over at the State of the Saints? Yeah, uh, you can check out the State of the Saints podcast. Uh, we're on all streaming platforms, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Megaphone. And also you can check it out on YouTube.com. Just search the State of the Saints podcast and, uh, you know, it'll come up. Um, we got uh, a really strong fan base. Um, I'm originally from New Orleans, started the uh, channel in 2018. Off a uh, a loss uh, to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, Ryan Fitzpatrick throwing for 400 yards, and uh, <laughs> we've been hitting the ground ever since, man. You know, and um, I'm extremely appreciative for uh, having a, a strong fan base and a strong following, as y'all can see. You know, came over the you know just support, and um, you know I thank you for having me. I really do appreciate it, Josh, and uh, look forward to uh, having you on the show and uh, also being able to check out what you all are doing over here. Um, once again, appreciate the opportunity, man. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I appreciate you coming on again. Like, like I said, kind of talking a little bit of NFL, um, but uh, everybody go check out TJ over there, State of the Saints podcast. Great show, uh, and, and like you said, great, great following and everything. But TJ, have a good night, man. Thanks for joining us. Thanks, TJ. All right, you take care, man. Appreciate yep. it, TJ.
All right, but guys, we still have some playoffs going on. Uh, we've got both the NHL and the NBA. We're going to start off with the NHL. I'm just going to kind of ramble through the, the, all this real quick, just kind of touch on it. Uh, right now, I've got it pulled up on the the Boston Florida game up here. We got this going in the studio. So if you see if you see Jeremy and I kind of peeking up over here, we're seeing what's going on in that game. Uh, but right now, Boston <laughs> leading three to one in this series. Right now, it's tied a one to one. Florida trying to stay alive in that series. Uh, so Boston's really looking to kind of close it out here uh if, if we're honest with it too and we've talked about it they don't really have a weak point so boston is probably still the favorite to be able to win it all um but we'll see what they can do in that one uh the abs cracking they're they're both tied at two to two uh and they're going to game five tonight what was that what what about them cracking, Josh? Yeah. What about oh, them cracking? Yeah, you and I were both talking about the cracking, man. I think they could squeeze it out. Well, and yeah. and let's be honest, right now too, with, with it being tied two to two, it's you, you, you got to think about it. We're going into game five, and they're, the Avs are without Kale McCarr. Uh, for those who missed that, Kale McCarr really should have been given maybe a roughing penalty or you know roughing penalty at the at the very most five minute. I don't even think it was worth that. I think he should have been punished mm-hmm. with a two minute roughing he he went up and hit a guy after the after the whistle well after the whistle and it, and it was a, a cheap shot so he should have had two minutes worst case scenario five minutes but they suspend him for game five i think it was a horrible a horrible call uh, i don't like it one bit but this really does lean towards the kraken who have been phenomenal in this series their their <laughs> their fan base is nuts uh they are going absolutely crazy i love to see that but I believe game five going back to uh, Colorado to to play this one. So we'll see what happens there in game five, kind of seeing who can kind of take that upper edge. I, I see this one going to Game Seven for sure, guys. But uh, now we're go- we, you know and then another ga- another series. I'm not really see. I didn't see this one coming. We talked about the Leafs and their their curse. They may not be able to make it past the curse. If they end up losing this series now, there is absolutely a curse upon them because they are they. Lost their first game seven to three, and now they go up three to one, really putting the pressure on the Lightning right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, just an incredible come uh, turnaround for them. Uh, and then now we got the Rangers as well. Rangers really disappointing me, Blake. I don't know what's going on with them, but they go on the road mm-hmm. in a tough environment. Beat not just beating the 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 Devils, you know at home but they're beating them five to one five to one it's a curb stop yeah just totally totally destroying them in their home stadium but they put in the former sioux city musketeer goalie i do got to give him a shout out akira schmid <laughs> stepping in there and Let's doing go. great things you you can see just a difference uh in in the goal uh you can see a difference in the way that the defense is playing with him in that goal a rookie uh, and and he's he's doing phenomenal. Uh, we got to give him a shout out because he's he's our our hometown uh, hockey team old. here. Yeah, twenty two years old, stepping in there as a rookie and doing a phenomenal job. Twenty two years old, two and zero oh in the playoffs right now. So, First I mean, ever time in the playoffs. This is his time to shine. And look at the numbers between Akira Schmidt and uh, uh, the other starting goalie for New Jersey. Um, I don't know why I'm drawing a blank, but that's not the big thing. I, I had his name down too, but no, uh, I mean, Schmidt is, is taking over the show. You look at the first two games. Um, there's the original starting goalie put between the first two games, let in nine goals in ten. two games. Look at Akira Schmidt. He's let in two. Yeah. Ten against a it was hell five of one, a good five New York one, team. Five one in the, in the first game. Yeah. Five to, games, five so to one. Total. Yeah, I mean, literally, Just, you look at the numbers. I mean, come on, dude. Like, 
You've been you've been in the NHL for however many years now. Then, in my honest opinion, you guys can correct me if I'm wrong. You're getting stumped by a rookie. Yeah. Like literally, Akira Schmidt. Yep. Like from from when we when I watched him in the USHL, he was even a hell of a goalie. Like he was outside in between the pipes. He's one of the most kindest, nice-hearted, caring persons you could ever talk to. He could really talk your ear off. I was going to talk to him for five minutes. I looked at my watch. It was 35 minutes <laughs> later. Um, he literally will do anything, whatever it takes, on the ice, off the ice, to become a great person or a great athlete. Mm. But Akira Schmid, if you ever get the chance to see this, we loved you in Sioux City, and now keep it rolling here in, in New Jersey, buddy. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's been big news around this area, uh, okay. kind of watching him do what he's doing. And it's so bittersweet for me, too, because I want to cheer him on. But do you have to do it against my Rangers? Yes. Come on, let's just let's do this some other time, you know. But no, nope. Rangers they're going on the uh, on the road again tomorrow night, so they're they're gonna have to pull something off there on the road. Uh, hopefully, they can pull that out. Let's be honest too. New Jersey's been great on the road all season long. They've put on a, an incredible road record. Mm-hmm. Uh, so New Jersey ties that up two to two after being down two zero. Vegas. Like I said, I brought them up as a sneaky one. Uh, they're a sneaky team. They're, they're kind of one of my sneaky favorites, kind of being a dark horse in there, kind of hiding. But I, I kind of I, I expected them to handle business against Winnipeg. They are. They're up three to one. Um, so I mean, Vegas doing very well there. The Islanders surprising me a little bit because they end up sneaking out and uh, keeping themselves alive. They're down three to two against the Hurricanes, but the Hurricanes, I think, are still going to be able to kind of pull this one out. I, I don't expect them to really lose and and, uh, and and be taken out of this or even being pushed to a game seven, but hats off to the Islanders for being able to kind of keep themselves alive. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dallas is up three to two versus Minnesota in this series. That's been a very fun series to watch. Very physical. Uh, and then the Oilers, another fun series to watch too. Uh, the Oilers up three to two versus the Kings. That pretty much wraps us up on, on what's going on in the NHL playoffs. But are we thinking any other team kind of shining as possibly being a favorite or are we still kind of sticking with the teams we thought in the past uh you know i guess blake first i'll kind of ask you you know you you, you've seen another team as maybe being a favorite maybe jumping out ahead one thing i'll say man is if the leafs blow this (laughs) uh, especially the way they have uh taken down the lightning the last two games yeah uh, just to win it in that fashion, you know, it kind of felt like they just ripped the lightning's hearts out, you know. Uh, and <laughs> I come out the other night, I text a buddy, and I said, you know, uh, I, I I don't, I said, I think the Leafs, man, I, I I think they might be toast, you know. And and all of a sudden, I come back to the TV, and I was <laughs> like, uh, oh, we got a game, you know. Yeah, yeah, I was like, that turned around quick. And uh, just to rip Tampa's like uh, rip their hearts out, man, like that. I, I think that takes a lot out of you. And I think the Leafs have a little momentum, man. Um, you know, and and obviously, uh, you know, I I want to stick with my my cracking pick. You know, I think yeah, yeah, I like uh, it. I I think they fall. You know, I think they fall tonight on the road. And and you know, I kind of like what you said with the game seven and everything. Uh, but man, we knew. We knew the Devils weren't going to go quietly, right? No, I no way, no way they go quietly. Uh, and I think this one, 
you know, we we picked the Devils uh, from the start, even though you know we want the Rangers, and we were pretty excited up 2-0. And uh, but now, man, I, I think the Devils, uh, I think they're rolling and they're hot, man. But uh, the Bruins, I mean, they're just they've looked phenomenal so far. So uh, I think you got to stay with those picks, man. The one I'm staying with mine. Yeah, yeah, and I, I mean, you you. I think you and Jeremy really kind of called it. I think Britain was leaning towards the Devils being able to beat the Rangers in the series. But, I mean, kind of looking at, at the way that these mm-hmm. games are going right now, do you think the Rangers still pull it out to be able to win? Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I think they definitely have the more more powerful offense. Um, but, do you, Jeremy, do you think the Rangers are able to pull this out and still win it maybe in six or seven? If they find Akira Schmidt's weaknesses, I sincerely think they can compared to Vanacek, that just finally came into my head. Oh, yeah. um, Vanacek just wasn't great first two games in the pipes, looking at it just from the start. He didn't look right. He didn't have the, the luck go his way. Um, then, obviously, now that the occasion you put a Kier Schmidt in the pipes, now New Jersey's – I mean, not Jersey, New York's kind of on their backs thinking, what the heck do we got to do to beat this guy? I mean – Hmm. Is there a is there a possibility that New York can still come out in this? Yes, there is. I mean, look at their firepower with um, Fox, Artina Panarin, Patrick Kane, and look at and their entire roster just in general. I mean, their power play has been phenomenal when it was Vanacek in the net. I mean, I think overall they probably went – they probably, if I had to guess, probably score at least over six power play goals between yeah. the first two games. I mean, then looking at – Kreider's been crazy yeah, good Yeah, Chris on Kreider's been unbelievable. On the series. I mean – them looking at when Kira Schmidt was in the pipes, they went 0 for 4 the first game that he was in. Then I think they did finally get one going on the power play in game four. But um, it, it honestly could go either way. I mean, looking at it, both sides of the puck, I mean, like I mentioned with the Rangers, you got all the firepower that Patrick Kames, Evangel. But looking on the New Jersey Devils' perspective, I mean, you got Miles Wood, Jack Hughes, Luke Hughes, Jack Hughes' brother now that he's done yeah. with college. I mean, you really, you can really dance both ways, honestly. But there's obviously the one side of me, just because I really, really do want to see New Jersey pull this off, just for seeing how far Kier Schmidt can take the New Jersey Devils. But in reality, I it hurts me to say this, but I think, I think New York could possibly pull it off. I'm not saying they're going to, but I think, I think they could. Yeah, yeah, and I think they've still got the firepower to be able to do so. And Blake, you Patrick brought up, you, don't hit the post. <laughs> you you brought up the the maple <laughs> leaves, you know, and it's it'd be insane if they did blow this um, the way that they've been playing. But uh, you know, you brought up that game the other night. You know, they're down three points in the third period. They come back to force overtime mm-hmm. and end up taking it at overtime. Uh, I know one player I want to give a shout out to on on the Leafs, uh, just because you know, Jeremy, I was having to ask you like, how the heck is this even possible that that uh, Matthew Nyes is, is playing in the in the Frozen Four just a month ago, and now all of a sudden we're seeing him in the NHL playoffs mm-hmm. on the ice, getting a, a good amount of playtime mm-hmm. and really stepping in and, and helping the team out a lot too. Uh, it, it just a, a player that it's it's crazy to see that the way that that, that those kind of uh, end of the season those playoff uh, contracts work and, and being able to get those guys in, but uh, it, it's incredible to see a guy like Matthew Nyes step on the ice as a, a rookie and. Uh, the freshest form of a rookie at that being able to step your first NHL experience being in the playoffs 
and being able to get some play time and finding that rhythm with your guys that quickly. Mm-hmm. Uh, that that's that's one guy that I'm I'm just looking at and thinking that's incredible to see him being able to have maybe not the biggest impact, but still having an impact on the game. That's incredible. Yeah. But guys, I'm not. I know we're going to talk about the NHL playoffs more as we as we see them kind of progress, especially as it gets closer to the Stanley Cup. But let's jump over to the NBA playoffs uh, again. I'll kind of walk the, walk us through what's going on there. We see the 76ers uh, pull off a sweep against the Nets, one that I think we all kind of saw. If we had to pick a sweep, that was probably one of them. That was maybe in the top two or three uh, that would have happened. The other sweep that I I, I thought would have been a sweep uh, was uh, the. Uh, uh, Timberwolves falling to the Nuggets, but it ended up being four to one. Uh, Timberwolves are able to pull off one game. I almost wonder if that was just so that the, so that Denver could experience that at home, but I, I won't speculate. Um, but then we've also got Atlanta. I think this is one that surprises me. Seeing Atlanta, they were able to pull off one game, but now Trey Young went off and he stepped in in big moments. Atlanta stays alive versus the Celtics. They're down three to two. Are they going to be able to push push this into a game seven, Blake? No, absolutely not. That was their uh, that was their that was their last win. I would love to see them push it to a game seven and and give Boston a test right out of the gate. You know, uh, I you know the other night, uh, like you said, Trey went off, hit the game winner. Uh, you know, he iced out the crowd and everything. Uh, he put it to sleep. Uh, you know. I think Boston comes in locked in uh, for game six. Uh, they're not falling in the first round, uh, not to the Hawks. Uh, so, yeah, man, I, I think that was their last win. Uh, Boston will refocus. They'll get it together, and uh, they'll take game six, in my opinion. Yeah, I mean, you've, you've got – I think it's funny because I think the, the star that everyone talks about is Jason Tatum, and rightfully so, I think, during the season. Mm-hmm. But Jalen Brown is the, is the leader of that team in the playoffs. Yeah. And it's been this way for years, uh, you know, since since he's been on the team and, and stepping into that, that role. Uh, so, I mean, I think Jalen Brown stepping into that role, fill, filling the shoes of, of the leader there. I think Jason Tatum's got to have better, you know, I think he was one for 10 on three point uh, the other night. So, yep. I mean, I just, I think that's something that, that he's got to do better in. And he's he's got to step into that role of leader, of the leader that everyone is kind of putting him into. I think he needs to do a better job. Yeah, um, definitely. But uh, Jeremy, you know, Jer- uh, Jimmy Buckets stepping up for Miami. Miami was an underdog big time. Even with Giannis out, I think oh. everyone kind of counted them out. Mm-hmm. They're up three to one now, surprising the Bucks. But to take another note as well, not only were they underdogs for this series, they're up three to one and they're still underdogs to win the series. Do you think the Bucks are able to pull it off, or do you think Giannis, uh, or, or sorry, or do you think the, that the Miami uh, is able to pull it off, or do you think the Bucks are able to to kind of do what everyone's kind of expecting them to do, and Giannis and the, and the Bucks pull this off in a game seven? I think Miami's going to take it, honestly. I mean, you look at Giannis just obviously getting back in the game the other night. He didn't look right, in my honest opinion. I mean, I know he's still having issues with his back. And then um, Miami just – they're the reason why they call the Miami Heat. They're definitely bringing the heat right now. I mean, Miami, you, you definitely have been awakening every person's eyes here in the NBA playoffs. And like you mentioned, Josh, they're not just the underdogs for this game, this series, but – throughout the entire NBA playoffs. I mean, look at them. I mean, they definitely have the potential of, in my opinion, making it to the finals. I mean, looking at it, mm-hmm. is is Milwaukee done? 
in my opinion, yeah. I mean, you really can't. Like, everyone always looks for the Greek freak Giannis, but looks like the Greek freak in my time is done for the season. Yeah, and I think playoff Jimmy Buckets has stepped up big in this entire playoff so far. Uh, it's great to see, but, you know, is he going to be able to – to last you know he's without tyler hero he's you know i just i don't know if he's going to be able to last and keep on putting up these 40 piece and i, I think 50 piece the other night uh you know i guess what was yeah, that last 54. night two nights ago what was it 54 yeah 54 54 pieces. yeah that's 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 incredible that's so nice. i mean is is he going to be able to hold up and keep on doing that i think they need him to in order for them to, to pull this out and to be able to pull off this upset. But yeah. uh, I think the Bucks are still in it. I think that they still have that chance. We've seen three to ones get blown before, and I, and I think they're still in it, especially if Giannis is able to kind of get that back healed up and, and get out there and keep on playing. But it's just tough. It's I, I don't see them being able to, to, to get too far in, in their conference. They can definitely heal it up in the offseason. I, I think they win tonight. I think the Bucks yeah. win tonight. I agree. Uh, they're, you know, they're at home. Uh, that'll push it to a game six, but I think once it goes back to Miami, yeah, it's it's over. But look, he lost Tyler Hero, Jimmy buckets, and um, and go back to the bubble. Go back to the bubble. All right, and remember when uh, Jimmy was just having to go for forty every single night in that mm-hmm. playoff run. And he got into the finals, and he was just having to give the Lakers 38, 40, 36, you know, and you were just like, dude, he can't sustain this. Like his body, you know, we know Jimmy Buckets can, but his body, like he's eventually – his legs are going to give out because he's having to play so many minutes. He's having to play on both ends of the floor, offense and defense, man. And eventually you're just going to run out of gas. And I think – uh, eventually, you know, if they advance and and they and they keep advancing, Jimmy's going to eventually run into a roadblock where he's he's going to start feeling the effects of having to drop forty and fifty. Uh, so, you know, they got some shooters over there on the Heat, and and, and they got a good they got a good ball team. But uh, I think eventually, once they do move on, I think they're going to run into some uh, uh, some some a little more athleticism. That can kind of slow Jimmy up, and without Tyler Hero, uh, I think the Heat uh, are also dead. So I, I think the winner of the series is dead. I, I think I think the East is between Boston and Philly. Yeah, and that's and, who I look at. And let's be honest with that series too. I mean, if you're looking at the way those two teams played, I mean. Philly did what they needed to do against the Nets, and they did what they should have done. Boston, I can understand losing one game against against a a, a, a young Hawks team, but losing two games mm-hmm. against them and and kind of being in a scary situation where you could be pressed into a game seven. I don't think it will, but being in the situation that mm-hmm. they've done, they have not played up to their full potential. Yeah. So I, I don't know. I mean, I'm just looking at, at that series coming up. I think I think the Celtics are looking good. I think they're that you know. I wouldn't mind to see uh, you know Blake Griffin get get his his way in, in the Eastern Conference over there, but <laughs> I think Philly I think Philly yeah. looks much tougher. Um, but Thank jumping you. over, we, we talked about the Suns. I know you were high on the Suns, Blake. Uh, they lo- lose Game Seven or Game One in a really kind of disappointing method. But then uh, the Clippers are just too banged up; they're not really able to do too much. Russell Westbrook showed out. I got to give him that. He he showed out and he did an amazing job. He 
uh, he did not look like the same Russell Russell Westbrook no. that we know in the past. Uh, so I mean, he just he. I, I like Russell Westbrook, and so I mean, I'm, I'm not going to trash talk him. I love him as a player. Uh, I, I, it, it sucks to see the the Clippers go down, but with all the injuries, Kawhi uh, now on a, on a big injury right now again. So I mean, just uh, the Suns are able to pull off and do what they should have been able to do, uh, especially against this team. But KD, uh, you know, even kind of said it well too. It's just it, it sucks that this series couldn't have been best against best. Um, but it's good to see the Suns make it through. And now we've also got the Warriors-Kings uh, going over to that one. That's, that one's been an exciting one. It's tied 2-2 two to two back in Sacramento for Game 5. Uh, De'Aaron Fox is cleared to play, and he's going to be out there. And I don't think it's going to affect him too much. I think he's going to keep on playing this entire playoffs as long as they're in it. Uh, and yeah. So another really fun one. But uh, we'll, we'll see. I mean, I, I think the way that that series is going, I think if the Kings can win, uh, really, I'm going to take the, the winner of that, that series. I think that's a dangerous team to go against, uh, you know, whoever wins that series, because they're both testing themselves, uh, you know, against two, you know, both of them being very good teams. Uh, I, I think they're testing themselves. And I'm more or less looking at the Kings, not not for this year, but I'm looking at their future. I'm thinking they're putting together something really good. Hopefully they can keep that identity and kind of build on that. But guys, let's go ahead and jump over to our DraftKings bets. Uh, this is our, our bets that we partake in, and uh, it is sponsored by DraftKings. You can go over and click the link in the description down below. That's dkng.co slash bellyup150 place a $5 bet when you sign up and win $200 in free bets instantly terms and conditions do apply and it has to be legal in your state but go and sign up with DraftKings our favorite sports book to, to bet on uh, guys we, we have a lot that we can bet on right now it's one of the best times of the, of the season when you can really look at, at a lot of different sports and, and find out what you're going to bet on um, but I'm going to go ahead and first pull up what what Britain had for tonight uh, since he wasn't able to be with us but Britain was taking the New York Knicks money line tonight at plus 185 he likes staying in the plus I don't know what's up with him but he mm. likes taking those underdog picks and the LA Lakers he's taking the money line there too he thinks the Lakers are going to be able to pull this one off and close the deal tonight they're up three to one in their series so he thinks they're going to be able to pull it so that's a plus 155 uh, so that's kind of seeing what what's going to happen there uh I'll go ahead and read read mine off. I'm taking the LA Lakers, Memphis Grizzly under 222 and a half points, and that's at minus 110. And I'm also going to take the under, which I don't hardly ever do. I usually like to smash the over, but I'm taking the under on the Seattle Kraken under uh, the Seattle Kraken Colorado, Colorado Avalanche. I'm going to take the under six points, and that's at minus 120. Are you feeling uh, okay? I, I'm just you I'm, never take the I'm under. seeing the way that these these are all kind of winding down. I feel like everybody's kind of getting worn out in their series right now, and you're starting to see those unders start to hit a little bit. So I'm just going to take the the safe bet. But Blake, what do you got for your picks tonight? Uh, I took the Arizona Diamondbacks on the run line, which is at minus one and a half. And uh, and then I took the Mets. Uh, I believe it was the Mets, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah let me check was. that. Let me check that. Yeah. Uh, the Mets on the run line, minus one and a half. Yes. Uh, so those are my two. Um, and if I'm not mistaken, I think the D-backs already won. D-backs yeah, won at two to zero. So you you hit that one. So there we so, go. So there we go. On, I hit that one. Uh, but then the Mets, the Mets are currently losing to the Nats. Man, uh, wow. pick it up there. But 
yeah, uh, hopefully I can continue this little hot streak. Yeah, man. I, I'm, yeah, looking I'm really good this year, this Must week, nice, so, huh? or this month. Yeah, looking really good. Uh, Jeremy, <laughs> nice. Jeremy, on the other hand, are you going to try to hit the uh, hit that hit that uh, kind of win streak starting here, or what? I pray to God I do. This right. has really been hurting me. What do we got for tonight? Um, I went with the under in the Boston game, and the under was six point five. And looking at the end of the second period right now, it's two to one Florida. Florida got in the back of the net right before the end of the second, so it's definitely going to be a fun third period, to say the least. Um, then for the money line for the Colorado game, I went with Colorado being the dub for the night. I like that. Yeah, I mean, I I, I I see that one kind of being a toss-up. I think without Kale McCarr, it's just tough. Uh, I mean, you know, and they don't need Kale McCarr. I mean, they don't need that's him. bold, but, I mean, they, yeah, they we don't got need plenty him, of other but... firepower. We got Nathan McKinnon. We got so many other pot people. Yeah. I mean, it's definitely going to show we're going to get the dub tonight. Yeah, yeah, they don't need him, but, I mean, that's just a huge piece to be losing. But uh, right, right now on the standings for the month, we've got Blake running oh. away with it right now. Technically, I mean, right now you're 11-2 and two now. Uh, and I, we'll have to see what what the Mets do over there with the, the cover in that one and a half. But eleven and two, running away with it. I was kind of hoping for a couple of losses there. Uh, I'm right down below you, six four and two. Britain's right up there with me at six and six. And Jeremy is hoping for a fourth win tonight. We'll just leave it at that. He is at three eight and one. Uh, so it's been just, a rough road. It has been a rough one, but you're you're, you're pulling off some wins here lately. So we'll see what. Ends yeah, you're up starting to get up. a little hot. Yeah, uh, starting to, starting to get share a little, the heat with me, Blake. I need some heat. I, I don't know if I call it hot. <laughs> it's it's warm. He's getting a little yeah. warm. Yeah. All right. And you know, it's it's kind of like you you can touch it and feel it and be like, yeah, it's it's a little warm. I can feel it. Kind of like a yeah. big big potato after it's come out of the <laughs> oven. You know, being able to <laughs> touch it, you know, a little bit. Yeah. It's, it's getting warm. Oh, man. But guys, it's uh, again, you know, go over. Uh, check out DraftKings, sign up, uh, bet with house money. That's the best way to do it. Sign up today with that link down below yeah, as it. a partner of Belly Up Sports and Rising to the Occasion. DraftKings, place a $5 bet to win $200 instantly when you use that link down in the description. Check it out. But guys, it's been real. It's been fun. Uh, and it's been a great show. Uh, we were really happy to have TJ on. For everyone who was able to jump in the chat, we appreciate you guys. I know you guys were here to see TJ, but hopefully chat you guys stick off. around. Yeah, you stick around and, and uh, see what else we can do. We're, we're growing big, and we we really have all of you who are listening, watching, uh, to thank for that. We're adding new sponsors. We, we've got a, a studio for all of us to enjoy whenever Blake gets up here to enjoy it with us. Uh, Britton hasn't even been in the studio yet. <laughs> no, he's only he he's only two and a half hours away. So, uh, you know, it, it's, it's really been something that we appreciate you guys for all of your love and support. We just ask that if you haven't already, hit that like button, hit subscribe. Uh, that way we can keep on growing on YouTube. But if you're if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you're listening, give us a five-star review and share this show with your friends. Go over to rising2.com for all of our content. That's risingto.com, and you can find so much more about us. We thank you all so much for your support. Until next.